Hello, my name is Ty Kashmiri. Thank you for tuning in to Stay in the Know, the Ty Kashmiri Show. Welcome to podcast episode 33 of I'm here today with my marketing director, Megan Fendrick. Megan, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing great. It's been a bit of a time since we got on the show, but we are back, baby. We're back and better than ever. Yes, we are. So let's catch up on a little bit of things here at the agency. We've been real busy. We started softball season. It's been a lot of fun. Our weather's been great. Here in Ohio this spring, been kind of dry, sunny, and warm, which is unusual. How have you been enjoying your spring? It's been so nice here. I'm loving it. I'm loving this weather, and um, I'm hopeful it sticks around. Yeah, Megan, you're about, what, nine weeks away from having a baby? Mm, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Excited? Um, 33 weeks. And I have nothing prepared, but it's fine. <laughs> I will get there eventually, but uh, I am getting excited. Yeah. Yeah. You have plenty of time. You'll be fine. Today, what are we talking about? Today, we're going to talk a little bit about your experience while ensuring some fast food chains along with restaurants. Okay. Hopefully we can make that exciting, maybe give some stories to a couple of fast food chains that we do currently are McDonald's and Domino's pizza. And uh, those are definitely some challenging uh, risks that we have to ensure. Some things that happen across America in regards to ensuring these things. We cover uh, a wide range of uh, areas for McDonald's and um uh, Domino's in a McDonald's we cover Ohio, Pennsylvania, Maryland, and Indiana. And for Domino's we cover Ohio and Indiana. So we do a lot of traveling uh, when we have to do this, but Domino's is uh, all across Ohio and we have several restaurants um, that we ensure. It's always nice when I'm with the kids say, hey, we ensure that one. We ensure that one. It's a little game we play uh, in the car. But Ensuring these restaurants, you have to have a lot of experience in something like this because uh, it's super important to have the right coverage for the owner of the restaurant. Uh, we are trying to kick up a little bit more of the dominoes uh, than we had in the past. We feel like we have a really competitive rate. So this summer, we're going to be getting into uh, ensuring a couple more of those and really excited about that. So what kind of questions do you have for me about those two types of restaurants? Yeah. So how did you, how did this all come about? How did you get the opportunity to start insuring places like McDonald's and Domino's? Yeah. So on the Domino's side, I just got a referral one day from a friend and uh, we just started to quote it. To be honest with you, we had a program since 1986 that I was not aware of. Um, and so we had a lot of resources and underwriting to help us ensure that restaurant and our first one was rather large. The owner had 29 stores. And once we got into it, we did such a great job and we have great service here at the agency. We started getting referrals from other people, uh, including that owner. And we just built on it that way. In regards to the McDonald's, uh, American Family is a endorsed uh, company for McDonald's. Uh, we're one of five, 
five companies out in America. Um, our territory goes across America, but as you, as I mentioned, uh, we have several states that we cover. And what that means in regards to uh, us being a approved program is, is that McDonald's has picked us to talk to their owners and we have a policy set up for them that is very comprehensive. The standards are made by McDonald's, believe it or not, the insurance standards and how they want their policies covered are, are set by McDonald's. And what we do is we try to follow that and make sure that we give a good product. Uh, the fun thing about McDonald's is, is every policy renews on March 1st. So unlike the uh, other business uh, policies in the world, they, they, they renew whenever you start paying and put it in effect. Here, all McDonald's are done on March 1st. So what happens is in January, I get a list of stores that I need to go visit, whether they've been on the books for three years or they're brand new. We cannot, we have a standard with American Family. We cannot quote you unless we've gone in and done a survey on the store. Some of the things that we look for is in the exterior, making sure there's no potholes, uh, the curbs are not chipped away. The sidewalks aren't uh, cracked and deteriorated. Uh, we look for damage on the outside. What does the corral look like? Is it safe? Is it open all the time? Is it locked? Those kind of things. And then a lot of McDonald's have an area where you can climb up a stair uh, ladder and get into the roof. We want to make sure that that stair is, uh, is locked and secured. So those are some of the things that we look for in the outside. On the inside, Megan, tell me what things that you think I would be looking for inside of a McDonald's. Cleanliness. Cleanliness actually is a little bit of it, but sometimes when you're walking in during lunchtime, that can be difficult to grade. You know, yeah, it's a busy fair. time. You have staff going everywhere. So that can be a tough one. What other things can you think of? Um, little test today for Megan Bendrick. Yeah, I know. I'm struggling. Maybe, um, I have no idea. You're walking in. Sometimes people spill some ice. The floors are wet. Some of those things. So we're looking for wet floor signs. Always after somebody mops, we want to make sure liability wise that we're warning the customer, hey, this area of the floor is a little slick. Watch your step. When you walk into a restaurant, mats that are in for weather, snow, it's always good to get that off your feet when you, before you walk in. And then at the drink station, you know the long mat that they have because everybody yeah. has their ice falling on the floor or it melts and rolls off to the floor. Those mats are always necessary. We don't go behind the counter on those, uh, on those inspections, but we try to look at as much as we can from afar behind the counter. And then the restroom. This one is a really tricky one. You got any idea what I'm looking for in the bathroom? Um, any liabilities? Like any possible liabilities? Yeah, there. it's all, yep, you're right. It all deals with liability. And believe it or not, back in the day, most of them are gone, but there's still some out there, some dinosaurs of, of toilet paper dispensers. Go into a McDonald's, the toilet paper dispenser is this big silver thing. And there's a key uh, lock at the top, which releases the handle. Um, and then you fill this big roll of toilet paper. What happens is over time, that lock gets a little loose. People go to reach for the toilet paper and bang, this thing falls and it's cut people 
on the front of the face, the back of the head, those kind of things. So we make sure that that toilet paper dispenser is not in the restaurant. And then we check the cleanliness and then of course the slips and falls. Now, the advantage we have for claims on slips and falls is McDonald's have cameras inside the restaurant and outside of the restaurant. They do not have cameras inside the restroom, of course, for privacy reasons, as we know. But there is areas out there where we can see and review and make sure that a slip and fall actually happened. So those are some of the things that we look at uh, with the McDonald's. Of course, we take a look at the roof, how old the building is. There can be some deterioration that can make some huge hazards for the customer. And what we're trying to do is protect McDonald's and also protect the customer from getting injured. So that is an undertaking. When you start in January, you've got to get all these pictures done. So as soon as an owner requests a quote, we've got to run out. It could be Pennsylvania, Maryland, wherever, take some pictures, do a survey, and we grade the store based on an A through A through uh, C process, making sure that, uh, you know, that they qualify. Our competitors understand that we go out and we do that. We're the only ones that do it. They know what we do. And, and I think the owners appreciate that. We also, after we sign up a, a company, uh, a McDonald's owner, we ask our loss control to go out and do a more in-depth survey, get behind the counter. What do you think the biggest risk is for a fire hazard, Megan, at a McDonald's? What are McDonald's known for? What's their major uh, thing that everybody knows about that's the best thing for McDonald's? See, I'm not a big fast food person. I'm probably the wrong person. Yeah, I know. I'm talking to a millennial that probably, let me ask you this, Megan, have you ever had a Big Mac? No, I haven't. I don't eat red meat, so I'm, I'm the wrong person. You should go to jail for that, just saying. <laughs> uh, most, most people your age have never had a Big Mac, believe it or not, but McDonald's is known for the fries. So the fryer uh, is a huge risk. Um, we want to make sure that there's huge uh, cleanliness behind there and that the oil has been changed routinely and filtered out so that uh, there is no fire risk there. And then, of course, they look at slips and falls. Uh, materials in the back are all cleaned, put into place. There's no trip hazards for employees, things like that. We also write workers' comp, depending on what part of the country. In Ohio, we don't need to worry about that, but in other states that we cover, we'll cover workers' comp for those owners. On the domino side, it's a little cleaner in regards to requirements. We don't have to go out and inspect, even though we do go out and inspect them and take pictures. Um, we want to make sure that the restaurants we're insuring are in good shape. But there's not a lot of slips and falls because we have the delivery. But what is the bigger risk, do you think, Megan? Well, they're delivering. And so you don't just have you to go to the restaurant. You have to insure the vehicles. You got it. So they're out driving around. In some, in some weekends, we can have, believe it or not, over 600 cars on the road that we insure with Domino's restaurants. That's a lot of risk out there on the road delivering pizzas. So that is the biggest risk for us on the Domino's. Usually, most people don't come and pick up, especially with COVID now. Delivery is perfect, right? And uh, uh, places like McDonald's and Domino's during the COVID uh, actually had sales go up. McDonald's uh, closed their lobbies because they didn't want people coming in uh, due to COVID, like most restaurants. Uh, but what they saw is a jump in their sales through drive-through and overall sales. And they limited their restaurant, which reduced their food costs and also reduced their labor. 
which at the end gave them a great profit and also gave them a tick in sales. Domino's, same thing with delivery. Delivery, you know, everybody was doing delivery during COVID. So what you found was the sales were up uh, during 2020 for those restaurants and it have continued here in 2021. How we handle claims with both of these stores is we get as much information as possible. The managers know how to fill out a claim sheet. We use the film. If there was something recorded, we take a look at that. And then, of course, we just talk to the claimants, like always, make sure we get their story. And if we feel like there's something that needs to be paid out, we pay it out immediately. Um, if there's a, a large claim, like a fire, we will make sure as an agency that we get out there and help. On the domino side, what we get a lot of is most of the time uh, we've seen vehicles driving into the building. Uh, we've seen vehicles driving into the building with a high frequency at McDonald's. You know, there's only such a certain height that your truck can get through a drive through. But and uh, if you're hungry and the lobby is closed, some people try to squeeze it in. And unfortunately, they'll hit those top uh, signage. Uh, uh, parts that are above a McDonald's drive-thru, or uh, if they get real crazy, sometimes they'll hit a menu board, which are digital and very expensive. But we have seen an increase in that, but we've seen a decrease in slip and falls because nobody can get in. So parking lots are also affected by slips and falls. We got to make sure during the winters that we're salting and we're making sure we're plowing uh, the parking lots, shoveling the drive, uh, the, the, not the driveways, but the sidewalks making sure those are all clear, free of ice and snow, so that when the customer comes in and approaches the building, they're safe as can be, and there's no slip and falls. Hey, let's take a quick break from this episode. We will continue in just a moment, but first, let's hear a word from our sponsors. American Family Insurance. Think you can't afford life insurance? Think again. You might be surprised at how affordable it can be. 80% of Americans overestimate the cost of life insurance. Maybe it's time to swap a few small expenses for some big peace of mind. Life insurance can protect what matters most, and it's the right thing to do. Let's talk today. For details, contact Cashmere & Associates at 614-923-2886. American Family Insurance. So then you look at how uh, the difference between a regular restaurant and a fast food, really there's not a lot in regards to how we insure it. It's just the frequency of of customers that come in. You know, if you have a mom and pop restaurant, uh, give me a mom and pop restaurant, one of your favorites, Megan. I really like Prohibition and Pal, which isn't like a mom and pop, but a locally owned restaurant. No. Yep. And they've been on our podcast. They're a great restaurant. Yeah. That type of restaurant isn't serving millions a year like McDonald's. And what you find is, is the risk is a lot lower. So when an underwriter is looking at that risk versus a McDonald's, they look at it totally different. Now, when somebody's selling alcohol like Prohibition is versus a McDonald's, it isn't. There is some factors there. And we do do that. We'll give them liquor liability. In case somebody's hurt based on the fact that they drink alcohol at the restaurant. But yeah, great, great point there is, is that we're ensuring all the same things. It's just the frequency in which how many customers they have coming through the door, which ensure 
ensures us that we probably are going to look at a little more frequency and claims. So those are some of the things that we look at. Um, the liability in fast food change is the biggest risk, you know, because you have a lot of slips and falls. That's the highest part of our risk uh, availability on something like that. And what we have to do is just really train our owners to make sure we're putting out the signs, slip and fall, we're, we're mopping the floors, we're making sure that we have mats. Sometimes mats, if they're not changed out on a weekly basis, can start to curl and deteriorate in the corners and can become a trip hazard just by having a mat. You know, you think, hey, you're doing all the right things by putting a mat in the doorway. But if it isn't a clean from corners folding up and rips in that mat, it can be just as bad as a wet floor. So that's something. Down in the road, um, what we're seeing is more and more owners are using some type of non-skid sealant to seal their floors so that when they do get wet, you don't slip. And those have seemed, uh, seemed to be very uh, popular and working, and we're seeing a decrease in claims. So that's something that we want to see. We don't want to see people coming in the restaurant and getting hurt from a slip and fall. So using these uh, products have, have been very helpful, and we see in the future that McDonald's is probably going to say across the board, hey, you've got to use this to protect our customers. So what kind of stories that we can I give you? You know, we have some claim stories that some people, they, they have a reaction to the food, whether it be, you know, maybe they're allergic to onions or pickles, or maybe they just got something that didn't uh, agree with their stomach. And we get a lot of that stuff. And then sometimes the manufacturer just might not have removed a bone out of a chicken nugget. And somebody bites into it and, and breaks a tooth off a little bit or, or damages their mouth. And that, that can happen too. But most of the time, you know, some of the claims are somebody fell in the parking lot, somebody fell in the restaurant. Um, uh, but usually uh, it can be, uh, you know, I spilled some coffee. If you look back years and years ago, there was a big lawsuit with the coffee with McDonald's. The lid wasn't on and somebody sued and, and won a lot of money. Now, if you look at every fast food restaurant, it says on the cup, hot, warning, hot, just to give that liability shout out to say, hey, be careful with this. So those are some of the things, you know, there's also the perils of the policy, like wind damage, you know, a windstorm can come through and take out your menu board or signage. Those things are also something that we pay for. And then, of course, a fire is the worst thing that we could see happen. Knock on wood, we've been very profitable with McDonald's and our agency. We have great owners that are really respectful and want to have a great store, not only for the customer, but for the business and their enterprise. So they do a great job of making sure that all employees are trained on safety, managers are trained on safety, and they take all the precautions to make sure that the, uh, that the client has a great experience eating at their restaurant. So um, what we find at Domino's is most of our claims are just really car accidents. Um, sometimes they can be very serious, and sometimes, most of the time, they're fender benders. Um, Domino's is doing a great job coming up with their own vehicle that they're trying to sell to owners. And some of these vehicles have GPSs. So you know where the driver is, you know how fast they're going, you know that they're not stopping over their girlfriend's house to say hi in between deliveries, <laughs> which you think doesn't happen, happens, uh, stuff like that. So they're able to track more and, and make it a safe experience for the driver. What other questions do you have, Megan, in regards to McDonald's and Domino? Going back to COVID, 
What do you think the biggest struggle was with those two restaurants in comparison to like an actual family owned restaurant similar to Prohibition? Yeah, so they were blessed um, to have an opportunity to do a couple things. One, McDonald's could do delivery by Grubhub or a service like that. So they had that. And then they had the drive-through, right? And they made it as touchless as possible. Mm -hmm. So they really thrived in it. At first, it was a little shock and they had to pivot. And once they pivoted, shortened up their menu, cut labor, put everybody through the drive-through and delivery, they found that their sales went up and their profits went up too. In regards to Domino's, they've always delivered, but some people would come and pick up. But now it was delivery was so put in our minds that, hey, if you want to eat, this is how you're going to have to do it. And why not just call some, one of the best uh, pizza chains in America to do that with? So they also saw a big jump. A restaurant like Prohibition, one, um, until the law was changed, by the way, the owner of Prohibition got that law changed that they could go ahead and deliver alcohol. Uh, places like Prohibition had to have food delivered, which was a big change for them in preparation and making sure the food is fresh and, and knowing your territory and that kind of thing and signing up with these companies that do delivery. So there's a big learning curve there. And then, of course, getting the alcohol part of the delivery and then pick up. You know, most people, when they look at these restaurants, these mom and pops, they want to go in. It's a way to get out from home and, and sit down. And when people figured out, hey, we can't do that anymore and we still want to we want to support local restaurants like Prohibition, what they did is found ways to either get delivery or go pick it up, leave a big tip for the servers because they knew people weren't coming in and serving them their food. But they had a struggle. It was tough. There are a lot of small business restaurants that went out of business because they just couldn't pivot or they had troubles pivoting. And that's a shame, but that's the reality of it. And the, the good ones really found a way to get it done. And other ones are, are either starting back up now or, or finding other things to do. Yeah. Did you see a big change in insurance policies during COVID, specifically commercial lines? Um, so like, for example, if that local restaurant was delivering and so they had someone on their staff bringing food to people who lived within a 10 mile radius let's say were people adding that coverage onto their insurance or how did that work yeah great question so when you're using services like grubhub and uber eats and things like that they take the liability of the delivery part so the restaurant wasn't responsible for that part of it it was a separate service that handled all that and had their own insurance so there was no difference and insuring a restaurant during COVID. Now, the difference for them would be is that whether or not their sales went down, sometimes in different restaurants, we will figure their premium based on the previous year's sales. And this year, they would see a decrease in premium based to the fact that their sales went down. But in regards to insuring um, a restaurant based on what is going on during COVID, you had less claims because less people were coming inside and um, you had less sales too. So it all kind of balanced out. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah. So anything else on these, uh, how to insure a restaurant or some of the stories that, uh, that we gave you in regards to restaurants? I don't think I have anything else. I think that was a lot of great information. Yeah. 
I mean, um, when you're looking at uh, a restaurant, you're ensuring a couple of things, the building, what's inside the building and protecting the customer with liability. And then we have an umbrella policy. If that liability limits aren't big enough, we have an umbrella policy, which we always recommend for all restaurants in case something happens. But what we're trying to do is protect the customer, protect the employee, and then most importantly, and protect the owner. So we are so happy that you joined us for episode 33. Missed everybody that was out there. Hope you come back again for episode 34. It's tax season. I think we got some people coming on to talk about all the tax rules and changes, which have been a million of them. We'll see that in the future. Once again, thanks for coming on the show. If you could like uh, and subscribe to our show at the different channels that are provided, we'd appreciate it. Thank you and have a great day. Thanks for tuning in to Stay in the Know, the Ty Kashmiri Show. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to our podcast. You can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. We post new episodes every Monday. You can also follow us on Facebook at Kashmiri and Associates, Instagram at Kashmiri underscore Associates, and Twitter at Ty Kashmiri. Have a great week.